Hello and welcome to the Fantastic Fables Podcast with your host, Addie Hurston. Hello and welcome. I'm very excited today to have on my podcast um, Tom Cunningham. And he is a storyteller and a professional musician and a really nice guy. And I met him last fall, I believe, um, when we were both playing music for a contra dance jam uh, here in Indianapolis. But he's from down in Louisville. And you can find more out about his work at uh, fiddletales.com. And we're going to have him share a story and tell us about what he does um, in his unique thing, so to speak, is that he will combine his music and the, f- the fiddle, the violin, with storytelling. And I thought that's such an interesting um, way of going about storytelling that I would wanted to have him here on the podcast. So without further ado, here is Tom. Welcome, Thank Tom. Thank you, Eddie. And uh, today I've brought my talking fiddle with me, and so the fiddle is going to help me tell the, the story that I've got to tell. So you have to listen to care- carefully to what the fiddle is saying, and see if you can figure it out before I tell you what it's saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got to be psychic? What? <laughs> yeah, no, you just have to listen. Just use your ears. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you a story about a farmer. He's a fellow who lives, lives down in eastern Kentucky, not so far from where I live. And uh, he's gotten into a little routine over the years. Every, every morning he comes downstairs and he sits at his kitchen table and he drinks his coffee and he reads his newspaper. Now on this one particular morning, and I believe he was about, well, halfway through his second cup of coffee, because I'm pretty sure he was about halfway through the second section of the newspaper, and he's sitting at his kitchen table and he heard this sound from the back room of the farmhouse. It sounded like this. Now, you probably don't know what that sound was. That was the sound of a mouse being caught in a mouse trap. You see, this fellow's lived on farms all his life, and he knows if you live on a farm, you probably have mice. It just sort of goes with the territory. And it didn't bother him too much until they started getting into his cornflakes, and he didn't have anything for breakfast. And at that point, he decided he better do something about the mouse problem. So the first thing he did, he went out and got himself a... That's right, he got a cat. And that worked pretty good. Kept the mouse population down to a manageable level. And everything was working out pretty well there for a while until that cat started getting a little bit older and a little lazier and just didn't feel like chasing mice around anymore. So now the fellow had to resort to mouse traps. Now on this particular day, the guy knew that that was just his last mouse trap, But he also knew that it was not his last mouse. So he decided that he had a job for the day and that was going to be to go down to the store and get some more mouse traps. So he finished up his breakfast. Of course... Living on a farm, he had to take care of his chores before he could do anything else. So he went out back, he had to milk the... He had to milk the cow. And he came back in, he opened that back screen door. He said, boy, i got to put some oil on that screen door hinge one of these days. It's making a lot of noise. He walked into the house and he told his wife, he said, I've got to go down to the store. I need to get some more mousetraps. And he walked out the front door and he walked down the walkway. And just as he got to his old truck... Oh, he remembered something. He turned around, he walked back up to the house, and he knocked on the door. 
Now, his wife was kind of expecting this because, you see, he's getting a bit forgetful in his age. And this is not the first time this has happened. But she was ready for him. She opened the door and she handed him his keys. You see, he had walked out without his car keys. Now, this time he was walking down the walkway and he looked over at his neighbor's yard. And out there, his neighbor was out there and he was... Well, he was chopping wood. You see, he knew it was going to be a cold winter and wanted to make sure he had plenty of wood for the winter to keep him warm. And he looked up at his neighbor's porch and up on the porch there... That was his neighbor's wife swinging on the porch swing. So he waved Toddy to his neighbors and he got in his old truck. And he put the key in the ignition and he put his foot on the gas pedal and he turned the key... Well, nothing happened. So he patted the accelerator a couple of times, tried to get that gas moving in the fuel line. He turned the key again. Well, you know, it is a cold morning and it is an old truck and it doesn't always start right the first or even the second time. But he knows once he gets it going, it'll run just fine. He, and he's not going to give up yet. So he turns the key again. There we go. Now she's running like a top. So he backs down the driveway, and he puts it in gear, and he heads up the road. He's picking up speed there, heading down the road. He's heading around the bend by his neighbor's place, and he hears... That's his neighbor's dog chasing him up the road. It gets about a mile down the road. You know, there's only one traffic light in this part of the county, but of course it's got to turn red just as he gets to it. So he, he stops there at the traffic light, and he's just sitting there daydreaming and looks back over his shoulder. And, well, you never know who you're going to see walking down the road this time of day, do you? And then and the fellow behind him honks his horn because the lights turn green. He's not paying attention. So, He's picking up speed there, and he heads up onto the highway. Now he's just cruising down that highway, minding his own business. And that's when he hears the... <laughs> he looks in his rearview mirror, and sure enough, he sees a police car right behind him. So he pulls over to the right lane, but that police car speeds on past him. So I guess he's after somebody else this time. <laughs> but he should keep an eye on that speedometer, right? Well, folks, I want to tell you, he did get to the store and he got those mousetraps. And it was when he was coming back from the store with the mousetraps. And that's... He came upon the railroad crossing and the bell was ringing. The gate was coming down. And that means there's a train coming. So he's got to stop there and wait for the train. So he sits there. He looks down the track, and way off in the distance, he can see that train coming. And as that train gets closer and closer, he see, realizes that this is not just any ordinary train. No, it's the Orange Blossom Special. It's the great-granddaddy of all train fiddle tunes. <laughs> Thank you.
<laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Cool. So, so, audience, I just have to tell you that uh, it was such a treat to see Tom do his little tricks because um, he was just going all over the violin and uh, and uh, it's just amazing. It's it's really fun. How did you come up with um, that story and? Um, and then also, I'm curious to know how long you've been playing the fiddle and, and where, if you taught yourself or you had, you had other teachers or, or if you started out classical or what. So here we'll okay, see. well, that, <laughs> that's a lot of questions. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, tend to be I, I started playing the violin when I was about eight or nine years old. Okay. And my mother played a little bit and she encouraged all of us to start on the violin or another string instrument. And I had some really good teachers when I was young, but I didn't take it very seriously. And then, and I taught myself guitar. And so when I got out of high school, I stopped playing the violin and then picked it up 20 years later and started playing the fiddle. So, and, and I've had some good teachers since then too, but, but most, a lot of it's been self-taught since then. And really the, the story that I told was uh, sort of to illustrate the things that you can do on the fiddle. I'd heard some of those little tricks, those little sound effects. And... And it just sort of, you know, when I started thinking about all the different things you can do with a fiddle, there's a, an amazing variety of things, of sounds that you can come out of this instrument. And so I thought, how can I show that? You know, and, and what I thought I would do was sort of invent a story that would incorporate all those different sound effects. And so the story doesn't really mean a lot. It's just, a, it's just sort of a way to, to get, to show off the different things that a fiddle can do. And I think that's important. I, I love the fiddle, you know, so much. I mean, that's what my show, my fiddle tale show is sort of all about is, is, um, you know, talking about my love of the fiddle and all the things you can do with it and expressing that in different ways. And, and so this kind of encapsulates all the different kinds of sounds I think that you can get, or a lot of the different sounds you can get out of a fiddle, you know, whether it's musical or not, you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start giggling. We just end this show by giggling. <laughs> That'd yeah. be funny. Um, yeah, well, I, I'm curious um, if you can tell us more about about your Fiddle Tales program and, and maybe a little bit about the other musical groups that you're involved in as well. Um, and that way, when the folks in our area might l look you up, they will know all about Tom. Okay, well, or they'll know more than they do now, at least. <laughs> yeah. Well, my fiddle tale show is is uh, sort of is storytelling and fiddling, two of my favorite things, uh, kind of put into a show and singing, and toe tapping and you know jokes and all kinds of things. But just sort of, and a lot of it's centered on the fiddle. I sing songs about the fiddle. Uh, I tell a little bit about how the fiddle's made. I talk about the difference between the fiddle and the violin. And I, I show a little bit how to play the fiddle through a song that uh, somebody wrote. And so all this stuff about the fiddle that I've, you know, drawn together and, and try to make it entertaining because I've, I've heard fiddle players play and they may be the greatest fiddle players in the world, but, but, you know, if they just say, here's another song by so-and-so, it can get a little boring to me. Right. As a, and I'm a fiddle player, so, right. so, so that was sort of, that was the genesis of my fiddle tale show that, that I heard, you know, some fiddle players that I knew were great fiddlers, but they're just playing one tune after another. 
And I thought, how can I make this entertaining for people? How can I make it really interesting that they want to hear? And, and you know, I, so like I said, I incorporate my love of the fiddle in various ways and the, all the material that I've collected and uh, just try to make it an entertaining show and fun show. And I've done it for, you know, I've done it for kids. I've done it for adults. I've done it for seniors um, all over in, I think, five states. And, and, uh, and I just really I enjoy telling the story about how great the fiddle is. That's sort of yeah. what it is, really, you know, in, in disguise. But, yeah. but uh, and so the other main thing that I do is play uh, contra dance music, and I play with several groups. The main one is the Coffee Zombies. And the Coffee Zombies have played uh, all over the Midwest, from Ann Arbor to Atlanta and from St. Louis to Pittsburgh. And we're working on a tour now for next summer to go east to um, Washington, D.C. and mm -hmm. Philadelphia, New Jersey, uh, New York. So, okay. so expanding our range. But I love playing. I love playing for people that are dancing. Yeah. And contra dancing is just is just so much fun. It's just a, such a neat thing. That, yeah. So that's yeah. that's the other main thing that I do, and I play with other groups. I play with bluegrass groups and country groups and things like yeah. that. But the the fiddle tales and the contra dancing is the main yeah. things that I do. Um, yeah, I started out as a contra dancer, and then I decided to learn how to play the fiddle. Oh. <laughs> so, and I guess maybe we can end by hearing your definition of what a fiddle is as opposed to a violin. Okay, sure, I'd be glad to do something. I do a little thing where I, uh, I'll play a classical violin piece, and then I'll play a, 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 an old-time fiddle piece, and you kind of get the idea. And really, the fiddle and the violin are the same instrument. It's just how you play it that makes it different. And uh, some people like fiddle music, some people like violin music, and it's it's okay if you like both, you know. And and I would never try to sway anybody one way or another, except that the fiddle is more fun because you can because <laughs> you can stomp your feet to it, you can clap your hands to it, you can get up and dance to it. We went to see Joshua Bell, one of the greatest violinists in the world, down in Louisville a few weeks ago, and he's playing one of the most famous Stradivariuses ever made, and and playing great. He was playing the Beethoven Violin Concerto, which is probably one of the best pieces ever written for, for for violin ever, you know, in throughout history. And, uh, you know, I think if I would have got up and danced in the aisles, they would have thrown me out of there. So yeah. <laughs> so that's why I think fiddle music is more fun. But I'm going to play a little uh, piece by Antonio Vivaldi called the Violin Concerto in A Minor. And uh, I don't know if anybody ever noticed this, but when it's a violin piece, they always have to explain that to you. It's always violin concerto something or violin sonata or something like that. They... Did you ever hear of a, a piece called Old Time Fiddle Tune in D Major? I mean, they don't have to explain that to you. I don't understand why that, why that is. But I'll play just a little bit of the Vivaldi Violin Concerto in A minor because that's all I know. And then I'll play, uh, I'll play uh, The Devil's Dream, an old time fiddle oh, tune. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> so you get the idea. So we'll start with the classical violin piece.
Thank you, Tom. And again, that's at Tom Cunningham, and you can find out more about him at uh, fiddletales.com. You have been listening to the Fantastic Fables podcast. To find out more about Addie and her creative work, go to fantasticfables.net. Thank you.